welcome back to the Unruggable Podcast. We are your hosts, I am Maishi. And I'm Ella, and today we are talking with Ms. Crypto Mom about DeFi and the power of blockchain um, and all the amazing things she's achieved. So let's get into it. Lovely to meet you. Um, I'm going to start by um, asking about your pinned tweet, which is one of the most fantastically uplifting and inspiring things I've seen on Twitter. It really is. So for the benefit of our listeners who probably won't have seen it yet, um, you wrote in October that my biggest flex this year was walking away from my banking career of 16 years to go into crypto full time. Retired my parents and now my goal is to retire my siblings and get them working for themselves. NFTs and DeFi are breaking down generational curses of poverty. Um, and I would just love to hear the story behind that tweet because it is honestly, it's all of our dreams, right? We all want to, we all want to do what you've achieved. So please tell us how you got to that point. Tell us your story. Hi, thank you so much uh, for inviting me. My tweet was something I did without even, um, I put together without even, you know, <laughs> second thought. I was so excited about the fact that I had left my banking career of 16, of over 16 years and I was walking into freedom. I felt that um, a big weight had been taken over my off of my shoulders uh, the year before my daughter had introduced us, the whole family to uh, crypto, blockchain technology, although she had been uh, researching blockchain technology uh, for several uh, years before then, I, I was very adamant that she should um, focus on computer science because that's what she went to college to study. But she was uh, telling me how the new technology was going to be disruptive and as a minority, uh, because we had been left behind in the 80s during the internet, I mean, you know, the tech, the tech boom 80s and 90s, I, I didn't want to feel left or left behind again. I wanted to get ahead of a technology uh, on the bottom, at the bottom level of, you know, as a, as a, as a pioneer in the industry and make a change for myself. So, yeah, I decided I was going to walk away from banking. And I did that. I, I walked away from from 16 years of traditional banking into decentralized finance. That that was the reason I made that tweet. What can I say? That's so powerful. And um, you're like a lot of other mums in the space, um, you know, being introduced to the concept of crypto by your kids. Um, um, I'm kind of lucky and also unlucky in that my kids are a lot younger, but it must be fantastic to to have your kids at that age where they can really be an inspiration and bring new things to the table. And I'm sure she has a fantastic career ahead of her too. Um, so talk yeah. to us about family. I mean, you know, your, your Twitter name is Crypto Mom, which is fantastic. And you mentioned your siblings as well. Um, and I, I really found the family focus that really resonated with me. You know, crypto space feels like mm -hmm. a very it's a young guy's space, really. So finding another mom um, and a very family focused person there. H how do you balance the demands of your new career with your family life? Oh, that's a that's a good question. My both my daughters, actually, I have a 24 year old and I have a 20 year old. They're both so much into the crypto space uh the oldest was uh she got into nfts way before people were talking about nfts um early 2020 and she told me nfts were going to be the next you know next big boom something to look look for look for and um she worked on the mick jagger nft drop the youngest yeah, it was for charity. The youngest just got into the space because we all did. And my husband has always been into, you know, crypto trading. So as a family, we enjoyed the space and we found that we were spending more time together when the pandemic happened. The girls actually, you know, um, Cynthia had moved out, so she came back home uh, and we just found out that we just are at our best when we work together, especially when we're talking about uh, something that we all love, which is obviously crypto. Uh, so as a family, we, 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 make a, we make each other better. And um, a lot of people noticed that and they've started reaching out to us. Uh, we've, we've had 
the likes of CBS do a documentary, including us because of the family dy dynamic in crypto. Um, so yeah, and uh, other TV channels have reached out to us like Lifetime. So it's interesting that people like to, you know, that people see want to see families, want to see a whole unit rather than what they're used to, just, you know, Gen Z's in the space. I think people want to see, they want to see reality. I mean, it's super inspiring to me. And, you know, my daughters are younger, but I'm thinking mm -hmm. of the future and I'm thinking about where I want to be in 10, 15 years time. And it's where you are. <laughs> so, you know, I think that's why people want to hear your story. It makes perfect sense to me. And, you know, I'm so glad that people are reaching out to you and connecting on that level as well. Um, it's it's lovely to hear. So you're talking in the tweet about um, people who are unbanked and the potential for crypto to be a real positive force for good in society. You're kind of hinting at something that's an absolutely massive topic. Um, and I just wondered if you could talk to us a little bit about that. How, how do you see crypto um, really benefiting society and people that have traditionally mm -hmm. been excluded? Okay. And and to answer your question about siblings, I have my siblings. I um I work I got them into crypto. I forgot to answer that portion. Yeah. My siblings live in the UK actually. Um my I grew up in Kenya, born and raised. I I lived 18 18 years in Kenya. Uh you know, left the country to go like most people want to go and, you know, via and check out, you know, what Europe or whatever overseas life is like and there I met my husband so uh I've I've lived in Africa I've lived in Europe 10 years I speak fluent German English Swahili um you know and and um I I love I love fam the family dynamic now to answer your question about the 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 unbanked what blockchain technology is going to do or what traditional finance was not able to do uh, is or is not able to do traditional finance has been has been around for over a century. Um, most of the people that only get um, access to banks are people like, especially in, in, in countries like, you know, where I grew up or, you know, in Kenya. And even people that come to America, like I have my cleaning lady who comes over and she, she can't get paid through bank or I have to go get her cash because she doesn't have a social security number. Banks require you to have a certain level of paperwork for you to even access the banks. Now, with peer-to-peer, -peer, which which is what crypto is, you don't, we, we, we take away the middleman, or there's no middleman. You go directly um, and do the transaction uh, without a middleman, which makes this even better. So for me, what I've been able to achieve I, I I've been sending money to my um to my family in Africa with Western Union for years. I can tell you since the mid nineties when I left Kenya, uh, or even any other form of payment um that I've used to as as a middleman. But when I found out that crypto doesn't require middleman and um that you can actually just open a wallet, families op opens uh, starts a wallet. And everything is direct. I knew this was gonna disrupt the the financial industry. So, to me, the and the one point seven billion people in this world who are unbanked, uh, that's a lot of people. So, for anyone to think crypto is just maybe a trend and it's gonna go away, I, I'm I'm sad to say it's not. I'm actually happy to say not sad. I'm sad to say to those who think it's going away, but happy for those who believe it's gonna stay. That's beautiful. 1.7 billion is an insane number. And no wonder we're seeing some of the, how can I put it, the traditional finance industry sort of fighting back a little bit. And I guess you've worked in that world. You come from a banking background. What do you foresee um, the next moves of the traditional finance world to be to react against this startup mm -hmm. industry that's threatening to take away their their position? Well, uh, this this morning i i read an interview that um i was very interested in because i always go back and and i want to see what's going on in the bank even after i've left the bank and to be honest with you nothing's changed what i still know is they have realized that the writing is on the wall that uh, blockchain technology is here to stay 
Today, uh, one of the largest banks, uh, um, Goldman Sachs, did a transaction, a digit over the first over-the-counter digital transaction involving Bitcoin, and this tells you that um, banks are now a, a, they they are interested in getting involved with crypto for their investors who don't actually want to want to hold the crypto, but they want the banks to be involved in the crypto. So it's it's getting really exciting, I would say, because the blockchain technology as, as it is, is going to become part of the, you know, the banks are going to need it because it's, it's transparent. Um, it's something that the banks really need. It's, it's, the software they've had is is old, so obviously the banks are looking into into the technology aspect of it. And most banks have actually, like JP JP Morgan Chase is one of them. So if the top banks are looking at blockchain technology, um, it's a matter of time for them to adapt um, adopt the 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 technology. I'm glad you mentioned JP Morgan. I think I read something about that recently um, because, as we know, there's a huge problem with the speed and the cost of international transfers and crypto has a real potential to disrupt that. Um, I guess it's just about <laughs> who's going to catch on quick and who's going who's gonna to be in the right position when, when, when that time comes. So um, we've also got some other interesting things that you're doing, some really, really cool stuff. You, you've been into NFTs, not just crypto. Um, you do quite a lot of work consulting and advising. Now, Moishi, I don't know how well you know Moishi. Moishi does a bit of uh, working with NFT projects as well. Um, I think now's the time for, to let Moishi take mm-hmm. over and ask about those aspects of your career. Yeah, I, I've been I've been following you for uh, for a while now. Um, yeah, you know, I, I I think we first met when I saw there was a person who reached out to me on DMs uh, claiming to be you, and uh, I you know spotted them as a fake account and and uh, tweeted about them to you, you know, to to report them. Oh yeah, there's my when my article with CNBC went viral in December. The number of scams or people that have been scamming people using my name is absurd. I have reached out to Twitter and I'm like, you know what? Something has to be done because this is this is messing up my brand. I I didn't know the article was gonna go viral, uh, but again, it caught me unawares. And um, uh, because of that tweet, CNBC reached out to me because of that tweet. So a lot of people are. I've, I've talked to a lady who's lost what sixty five hundred dollars because she thought she was speaking to um to Miss Crypto Mom One or you know, but they're actually talking to scammers. So I'm glad. Thank you for reaching out to me. I remember that, Moshi. Thank you. Yeah, we got gotta get a uh, Twitter to give you that blue check. I know somebody gotta get Twitter to do it. <laughs> well, they invited me to host the Twitter Spaces at South by Southwest, and I'm like, okay, y'all are inviting me. Can can somebody find out who works in the verification department? And I guess the de- the departments don't talk with each other, so sooner or later it's gonna happen. Sooner or later, ah, you know, <laughs> best of luck with that. It's uh, I know, right? Yeah, it, it, it's it's difficult, and there's also it's. Surprising how many scammers also have blue check marks as well. You know, they, uh, they have that these, there's a lot of them out there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did you hear the story? Um, or did you read yesterday that, um, they, they are sending out phishing links and some guy from Board Ape Yacht Club lost $900,000 Yeah, because of one one of those links you know with with like a guy has a verified account but it's a you know it's fake verified account so yeah it, it's, it's crazy it's actually uh c- quite crazy is that th- i believe it's the account that uh scammed him i actually tweeted about uh i think about 2 days before pr- prior to that happening how that account's fake and was advertising as being a founder of board apes wow um, did yeah. you tweet that yeah, I have to check it, go through. I mean, <laughs> wouldn't it be the first time that I found one of these, you know, if you spend a little time on Twitter and you know a little bit, you, if you spend more than 30 seconds on yeah. 
on uh, you know, looking into something, you could usually see that it's fake. And the part that's so crazy about this whole space and, you know, uh, all, all the all the FUD that people who outside of NFTs speak about NFTs, you know, how it's, uh, it's a scam and all that. The one mm-hmm. part that they don't get is that most most of these people who are owning these, you know, million dollar uh, NFTs, they can be broke in real life, have no money in their checkings account, but they will hold on to these apes, you know, hold a hold a hold, diamond hands. And then it's like, you know, when the... You get those tweets about ape just changed my life when they dropped the coin. How did that change your life? Just if if that changed your life, why didn't you sell? Like you need to sell then. There's no, there's, there's no shame in taking profits. Like oh, my sentiments exactly. So it, it's 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 interesting what what's happening um, in the NFT space. And I'm glad I have I wear two hats. Uh, so when the NFT space gets the way it's it, it's getting now, because a lot of the guys and two people actually, not just one person, lost money. There's a guy who also had, and he's a founder of a project. I think they say he's a founder of a, of a, a DeFi platform, which I hope I'm not. I would never invest in anything that uh, the founder. Um, has gotten yeah. his, his uh, fans <laughs> compromised. That tells it's, me that uh, it, it, it's quite crazy how, how many uh, people out there, you know, are, are doing it all for, for a quick buck. And, you know, in this space, um, honesty, transparency is the, is key. Mm-hmm. And it's your reputation that ultimately will, will do big things. So make a quick buck to, if you're have any influence, of any size, you know, it's like, uh, can I, can I make a project, you know, drop a thousand uh, pieces, uh, get some fiber art, Get, get you know throw together a landing page throw together a discord hire a two you know a community manager and a social media manager and I, I i can make myself probably six figures doing something like that but mm-hmm. you know as your reputation then is 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 pulled because when you're not dedicating time to it and you're not dedicating uh, you know real something to it you have you now have however many nfts you sold you have that many people who know you're a fraud and and all the people who are watching it and their friends and family you know and it's it's just not worth it it's not worth it. You've got to you've got to build something real. You got to, you know there's there's a potential to to make a real life out here. You know in Web three. Yes, uh, sir. Yes, sir. I, I a see, lot of I, people. Go ahead. Yeah, I see that you advise projects. You know, and it's uh, I'm curious, like how, how, when you have a project that approaches you, what is your what is your process? How, how do you vet them? Uh, you know, what what are the red flags for you? So I'm very particular about nft projects because i've seen what's happening with even celebrities coming to the space that are supposed to you know uh especially yeah wanting to be here long term and they don't so you know they walk away they they walk away after they've made 2.1 million dollars uh the last um the last one that I, uh, several ones, but one that I remember that comes to mind, Lena Rhodes, and and I think she deactivated her Twitter. She had about 2.5 million followers, but her project launched, they made money, and I guess she walked away from the project, but because a lot of people did not like how it was, you know, that what happened, then, you know, that that's going to happen. But for me, I get to know the team. I do not work with teams that are not doxxed. You got to be doxxed. So meaning I don't work with anonymous teams at all. Um, that's that's one thing I look at. And number two, I want to know what um, the, what is the utility behind, behind your project. I like real world application kind of utility. When I worked with Boss Beauties, I was very, um, I w- I'm, pro women in tech and i looked at the history that lisa meyer the founder had in you know bringing women in tech even before nft space she wasn't even thinking about nfts when she had um when she had uh, my social canvas for 10 years she'd been doing what she loves to do waking up and just helping more women get into the space another project that i worked with uh women and weapons uh, Sarah wasn't even looking to, you know, to make whatever, however much money she made. She's an artist who just loves art. So that that's one thing. I When I meet with the founders, I, I connect immediately by checking out, like, are you here for the long term? Because blockchain is forever. Uh, 
100 years from now, we're going to remember the first projects that were on the blockchain. 2021 will be was a monumental year. 2022 is going to be a monumental year. So anything you put on the blockchain has to, you know, has to, to me, has to have value. I wouldn't want to be associated with a project that's going to be a rug pull. So apart from that, I look at the community, like, are they able to build a community? Like, how can I help this person if they are really a good artist? Obviously, people will rally with them. And that's one of the projects I'm working with right now. Um, the Royals is doing, they've, they have a, uh, and the, the artist has done not just one uh, one project. She's done, um, this would be her second um, project, but she has a community that knows she's here for a long time. She's not here to um, to stay for a year or two and just make art and go home. But so projects like that, I, I really, I, I love working with projects like that. But for me, the founders is make or break. I have to connect. If I don't connect with the founder, I'm not interested. I, I wholeheartedly agree with everything you're saying. You know, it's uh, it really does come down to what the the founder's um, long term position is in the project and in the space. Because you know, it's very funny. Uh, Floyd Mayweather recently tweeted about making his first uh, NFT project. That you know, it's like uh, to people who've been in the space and know that he already officially put one out that uh, he probably didn't even know about. It was, you know, he probably just had some people come over to him and say, hey, we want to use your name and we're going to pay you this money. And he was like, sure. And then they tweeted out for him. You know, and it's, uh, it's, it's so funny to, to watch this stuff happen. And it's like, they, they have no clue. They come in there. Wow. You watch, uh, yeah. Yeah, you, you watch. I didn't uh, know that he tweeted that. I did, I met, see, last year during the Bitcoin Miami conference, I had the pleasure of meeting him and his uh, team and his mom. So, I mean, I was hoping they would reach out to me and ask me questions, but I guess, I guess they didn't, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you all, there, there, there's so many celebrities, you know, who, who came into it in different ways. Uh, you know, yeah. you have a, you have people who did really, really well in the NFT space. Um, mm-hmm. And you have people, you know, you have a, I remember there was the Trey songs did the, those Binance mystery boxes um yeah those those flopped um and you had uh you had Tory Lanez who did who did it really well he um, did it yeah I think he was one of the first ones that that actually did an excellent job yeah yeah but th- th- that, that was with his music right his music ones did well because that was what he did mm-hmm. he did a nice mm-hmm. uh you know collaboration but then he did another project which I minted um and uh that, that project didn't do too well his uh I forgot the name of it. Those but it was dogs. a token, right? Yeah, it's an NFT yeah, project. Yeah, token didn't. Yeah. Yeah, and it's uh, you know, it's it, it's it's sad to see. I mean, r- right now, uh, you have Floyd Mayweather just just uh tweeted out now, um, the oh. May Mayweathers. I saw, and I'm just now looking. Okay, um, five thousand NFTs. Hmm. Right. Yeah, I'm surprised it didn't get a lot of um. A lot of people are not to, yeah, it doesn't have a lot of hype. I'm from what I'm looking, I, it, it was tweeted 23 hours ago. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if you if you look back, like uh, if you scroll through, he he, there was another project that uh, he was promoting go a while back. Um, he also deleted a lot of tweets, but uh, there, there's screenshots of them floating around there. I've seen a lot of people oh, speaking wow. about it. There was That's also uh, there was also a famous Ty, Ty Lopez. I don't know if you saw it recently, uh, what was that a week or two oh, ago? Oh no! Anytime Ty Lopez gets into something, you know it's time for it, it, it's it's everybody and their mamas coming to just make take advantage of the space. Like the people who the real artists, the real one-on-one artists, are not getting any attention. Yet people like Ty Lopez come and charge three ETH for an NFT to play one-on-one basketball with him. Right. What's that? Yeah, for for sure. You know, and, and and you and you watch that happen, and it just uh, it's it's really sad to see they they they, they use their names and they uh their fan bases. You know, pe- people who who have that cross, their fan, their fans are the person. Then they, it's not oftentimes it's not even them. It's just their team. But it's like, did you approve this or not? That's my question. You know, because uh, you have you have Eminem buying a, a board ape, right? You know, did did he did he buy it? Does he know how to use MetaMask, or was that just his Correct. team that did that? 
you you had a uh, you had you had Bieber uh, minting a bunch of uh, uh, full send NFTs. You know, you had well, yeah, Bieber, be, well, Bieber yeah, bought a, I, Bieber bought an ape. Wow! It's like you know when you watch Bieber bought a, a floor ape for like half a million or something like that. I forgot the numbers. It might have been more than that. It was something. Now the thing with that is, let me ask you, Moishis, one thing. Do you really think they are buying those or because what I'm hearing is that the the BAYC club is reaching out to them and giving them those NFTs for free and telling them to tweet about it. Is there anything transaction wise showing that he bought it? Oh, not not at all. As as a matter of fact, you know, the the famous um Stephen Curry purchase that uh, really, you know, pushed um, uh, board Apes, like, really up, that big Stephen yeah. Curry purchase. So I think it was um, MoonPay that uh, transferred, like, uh, into into his account. I, 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 I don't want to get misquoted here. I don't okay. recall. Um, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's always, like, how that works, right? You're on, a, you're on your own podcast, and you misquote yeah. something, and they're going to come back for you to bite you with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't recall. I think it was. There was one company that uh, that does transactions. I think it might have been Moon MoonPay that uh, yeah, transferred over a hundred hundred. Uh, um, transferred over. I think it was one hundred and fifty thousand dollars, like worth of uh, Ethereum, into his account, uh-huh. and then he purchased one with that account. Like it was, you could see on the blockchain. It was transferred into his account by this company, and then then he oh. just bought it with that money. That's what's happening because a friend who's um, a celebrity friend told me, and I don't think they meant to say it, but I guess it just slipped that he knows his friend was approached to um, by the you know the board APR club for the you know and they were giving him they actually gave him um, one of those apps so he can promote that he holds it. Right. Yeah. Of, yeah. of course. Of course they do that. You know it's a. Uh... That's a marketing technique that's making people fear of missing out into into a, a $200,000 project that I personally wouldn't put that kind of money in in an NFT at all. I wouldn't. I mean, the, the question is also about, you know, what inherent uh, value does it have? Exactly. Uh, I'll t- you know, I'm, I'm a, my, my agency, my marketing agency, NFT Oints, we're working with a company right now, um, a project that's promoting healthcare workers, right? And uh, yeah. their, their approach that they had was, was very simple. There is mm-hmm. 135 million healthcare workers in the, in the world, at yeah. least. And, uh, you know, for most of them, they're not involved in crypto. There's so many places where they need a profile picture. They don't have one. You know, for PFP projects, for, for regular people, uh, what does your PFP do for you? What are you using it for? If you're in a job where, like, you know, that image that represents who you are and, uh, you know, you take that, uh, they took healthcare workers and t- turned them into healthcare heroes. They turned them from people into superheroes, right? Turned them into a comic book theme. They had, they had a great artist. Um, you know, now they're, now they're building up their community. And, like, that idea of taking the simple PFP project that would be, you know, regularly, uh, you know, where's the utility? And it's like, no, there's a utility for what we're trying to do. We're, we want to onboard people that don't exist in this industry, give them something they stand about, and actually bring them on. Versus when you're just a, a ape. If you're an ape, what are you a part of? You're 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 an ape. You know, it's uh to that hype that built up around bored apes is is crazy. You know, it's re- it's really crazy. Um, can't really explain it. You can't really explain why they blew up. What they did. You you could look at it. It was uh I think it was Pranksy who minted about twelve hundred of them that he just stumbled onto them accidentally. You know, twelve hundred. Oh, yeah. I know the guy. I know election election mod has like what thirty nine or now he has forty one. I so, didn't know Pranksky had that many. See, I, I I was I was uh I remember I was I was working at a NFT news blog at the time. I was sitting mm-hmm. at I was sitting at my office. I have uh, three screens open and I have my tweet deck there. And I was mm-hmm. monitoring you know anything that uh, he would tweet out. Of course, you know it was on my list. And uh, yeah. Pranksy tweeted out you know just minted this is this must have been in August. He t- he uh tweeted out you know just just minted uh twelve hundred um board apes found this cool collection. So and- August is probably was maybe before August. One of my friends got about five of them around 
April. So may, or it could be August. Maybe he got them on the higher end. But I know when my friend bought them, he paid for a little bit, a little bit under a thousand dollars. Yes. So they, they were, they were really cheap then. Right. So he, he, he got yeah. them, uh, yes, yeah, so, you know, Pranksy got 1200 and Pranksy tweeted about it and his bag went up also, which is a whole nother question about that also. Right. Cause if Pranksy oh. buys 1200 and tweets about it and now they rise in value because of his tweet, that's, that's a whole nother question about, you know, market manipulation by influencers who all secure each other's bag. They're in a group chat together and they're like, okay guys, uh, you guys all want to make a hundred K. All right. We're all going to buy into this project and tweet about it. You know, and it's, uh, they're not even, there's a lot of projects that don't even pay for promotion and they just blow up by themselves. And then they also tank by themselves. And the founders are sitting there, you know, twiddling their thumbs thinking, uh, where did we go right? And then where did we go wrong? We just have no clue what happened here. And that's the thing that I'm looking at. And I'm wondering if we're going to, if we're going to bring in web two, if web, we're going into web three, supposed to be inclusion. We're supposed to, um, there shouldn't be this gap between the top projects. I think in my mind, it should be a level playing field and it doesn't feel like it because I, I, I see them all the way up here and the, and not um the floor price wasn't convenient enough for a lot of people to get in but when they started going up obviously yuga labs however they did their marketing um it went up so quick and left a lot of people behind now the projects that just joined them uh they just um got into into their 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 companies mebits mebits and um Crypto and Ponds. wild women Say it again. Also, CryptoPunks. Oh, and CryptoPunks and CryptoPunks. <laughs> that, that I was, was just wondering, yeah, that, why that, wouldn't they just take a, like a, pro, a, a project that has a one ETH flow? Why are they going? And anyway, I'm not. I'm, I can't. I can't dictate what they do. But I mean, to me, a to me, it seems like a, a great move on their part. You know, from, from it is, you don't feel like you don't feel like they could have probably um, maybe mixed it up a bit with the floor prices i mean sure but now they solidified it like they they run nfts yugo labs right now right. single-handedly uh you know their their combined floor price between just crypto punks and and uh you know board apes together is is above is above half a million right now wow which yeah. is which is which is insanity right you're talking about how, you know uh i i remember when crypto kitties were first made uh, and they were then they were made on Bitcoin. Was, yeah, it's 2017. I was I was in I was in a crypto and I watched them uh, make crypto kitties and I was like, okay, interesting. These these non fungible tokens. I wonder what they have to do. You know how they're going to play out with cryptocurrency. And then they ported them over after Vitalik made Ethereum, which was also really funny. You know Vitalik made Ethereum because he was frustrated that a video game took away his levels. And he's like, I don't like it that I spent all this time in this game. And they took away my my points, so he made Ethereum. That's basically his motivation for it. Um, really? Yeah, which is which is also really funny because that guy's a genius. Twenty eight years old, and oh, no. his his mind he, is something he, else. Yes, no, he is he is the um, he's the net, the genius after I don't I don't know any any genius in in um in the last fifty well in the last fifty years he's probably one of the one of the most renowned he is non-genius to me yeah I, I have a you know on my on my dream podcast list i have uh elon musk and uh and metallic together that that, that that would be a, that would be a nice uh a nice a nice conversation oh my god that would be amazing that yeah. would be awesome <laughs> yeah you know it's like uh um he made he made ethereum uh, and then, you know, CryptoKitties got ported over to Ethereum. And then Larva Labs, which I was following for for years before that, uh, they were actually set to release an Android launcher that was supposed to dominate the entire Android ecosystem. They, they've, they're very rich, you know, uh, the, the, creator, the creators of Larva Labs. Um, they, they didn't need CryptoPunks. They, they released them for free at first. I could have minted one back then for free. You know, no, no wow, gas. Wow, was that 2017? Or yeah. what year was that? Yeah, that's 2017. Uh, I, I, so I Mosh, you've been you've been in the industry for a long time. Yeah, yeah, it's been uh, it's been it's been a while. Um, 
I, I remember I remember when it dropped, and uh, you know, it was it, it was very interesting. It was, it was you know the the Matt Hall and and, and John and John, uh, John Watkinson mm-hmm. right. They they had so many other projects, and like these CryptoPunks, they were just like they were always on the forefront of what was going on. So when they mm-hmm. saw you know the NFT and then they saw crypto and then they saw uh, Crypto Kitties and then they were like, okay, I'm gonna hop into this. Um, and they just made a project that was a joke. You know, it was a tw- uh, eight by what was it eight by eight pixels, something like that, Tw- twenty four pixels mm-hmm. total, something like that. Uh, their their little project that is completely on chain. Um, they, they literally they they put a uh, no effort into it. They they kept a thousand for them. Their tokenomics, their 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 NFT tokenomics that they uh have would never survive nowadays, right? Like no nobody would be okay with it. You know, keep how keeping, many did they mint? Ten thousand. They minted ten thousand. They kept a thousand for themselves. Oh wow! Right. And this is wow. This is crypto punks. Yeah, crypto yeah, punks. You know, in in August, uh, crypto punks were at like forty k. And I remember I, I approached like some some people. Um, I approached approached my dad also, you know, and I was like, you should you should probably uh, you know mortgage your house and 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 buy uh and buy as many crypto punks as you can. Like uh, th- this will this will really go crazy. And then a month later, I was like, hey, it's at 140k. It's not too late. Like I, I see this going up to to half a million easily. Uh, you know. And, uh, and then a month later, I was like, hey, it's at a quarter million. It's <laughs> not not too late. Wow. And then. Uh, you know, I, and I watched this happen, and it's like, and then uh, um, a month later, it was up to 450K. I think that's where it, like, topped out. Um, and, and it stood up around there for a while. It went down to 350, and, and I hovered between 350 and 450 for a while until the great flippening, you know? Not not ETH to Bitcoin, but uh, um, yeah, Bored Apes over, board over, over CryptoPunks. And uh, Bored Apes really, like, you know, really took over like buying CryptoPunks was such a you know uh ownership move like they they, they marked their territory as they are number one and my daughter told me about CryptoPunks in 2020 there were not even a thousand dollars for one yeah yeah, yeah. Up, meaning they, they didn't like um in december in december 20 in december 2020 uh the floor price was around a hundred in in uh 120 bucks oh my god so in 20 yeah in december of 2021 i put out a tweet like uh uh you know screenshotting of what the floor price looked like back then and i was wow. like just just a year I ago i need to check your tweets out i need to check your history historical tweets you'll be tweeting some good stuff yeah yeah it's uh it was a <laughs> it was a it was a lot. I was really honest in the news back then. You know, I, again, I was I was running media marketing for a news agency, a, new, a news blog. Yeah. So I needed I needed to be on top of that, and uh, you know, I, I learned a lot, a lot, a lot about the space and understand the way projects work. You know, the, the, be- Beanie Maxi, right? Like I, I was mm-hmm. in uh, I was I was in spaces with him. I've I, I've I've heard him talk. I've had a conversation with him. The guy always came off as scummy. You know, and uh, there was a bunch of other accounts. There's about twelve accounts that I still believe he's still active in some of them. Um, mm-hmm. That all all had a very similar style in the way they were written. For okay. for a while, I believed that he was using you know as a voice modulator, and it was a one it was like a team of people who were directing mm-hmm. all his accounts. Turns out, it's really all one guy who is directing all all these accounts. And uh, there's a lot of bad actors that uh, you know I've seen. I, I had a, probably a pretty good intuition in the space. You know, watching people. Yeah, who are... he had. He was affiliated with one project that um didn't. I mean, his name's not affiliated with with um credit. You know, credible projects. So I don't know too much about Bini. Yeah, I mean, but you, you go through uh, all all the big influencers. You know, there's a uh, um there's a guy Floor, right? Floor. He's a uh, he 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 he's popular. Any any ad that he puts out, the project is for me is a project I'm going to stay away from. There's projects that like I'm going to mint, and then I see a oh, big I'm influencer. Yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about. He's verified, right? Yeah, yeah, of yeah, course. I, I know. And, and and they all get themselves verified. And you have these these uh all these guys are suddenly ex esport gamers who who or ex uh NFL players, and there's no and they all have oh, a, a ex, fake uh, uh or ex maybe uh they poker players ex poker <laughs> player exactly, and they have a. They don't have their NFT verified. They just have a, which is very funny because like 
people still fall for it. I, I've seen, you know, they, they don't have the hexagon. I've seen people take a board ape and then they put it inside of a hexagon picture inside of the, the circle. So you have that like white, you know, weird hexagon and like it clearly is photoshopped. You could see it. You could click on it. It doesn't go. But people's due diligence is so little in the space that they, they don't do that. You know, it's a, uh, there's real true degens out here. They, they buy something off of a tweet they saw from an influencer that they, that they heard of once because he's verified with a blue check and has a bunch of followers. You know, I, I could create a dozen of these fake influencers and get them verified and uh, make a whole group. And, you know, it's honestly probably make money off of it. You know, make, make, a, make a business out of that. You have so many projects paying for promotion from influencers who, you know, they do their shill giveaways and uh, they all retweet each other and they all buy fake botted comments and botted everything. And it, it's such a scam. It's so, it's so sad to see. Yeah, I think what um, this guy who does um, calls them out, Zach XBT, I think. He goes by, you know him, right? Yeah. He's amazing. Yeah, he's, he's, amazing. One, of, he's one of the uh, on-chain detectives. Yes, that guy is, if we listen to that, if we actually follow through with what, what he's, uh, with the projects to stay away from, nobody's going to be minting Mayweather because they know he's just here for a money grab. But the dude is a billionaire. And I'm like, why the heck are you doing that? You know, why are you coming for a quick cash grab? We know your, your attention span may not even last two years. You're not going to be in discord talking to the people who are holding your NFTs. You're not going to be around, you know, in real life, you know, events, where people want to meet and, you know, meet and greet. So, so why the cash grab? You know, to me, it doesn't make sense when, when they, when they are like overloaded and they just come and take advantage of other people. It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, (laughs) it's, it's really crazy. It doesn't make sense at all. These, these projects, they, they really need direction. They, they just, you know, there is no blueprint though. There really is no blueprint. And it's really, you know, you, I saw a really funny tweet. Um, I forgot who it was that posted it. Who said, uh, advertised on LinkedIn for a NFT developer with 10 years experience. And I got, you know, a ton of responses. You know, it's just, Of course. <laughs> and it's like, you can't possibly have that experience because it doesn't exist. No, you don't. Because, yeah, I mean, we haven't even been around that long, right? Right. Yeah, yeah there's people who will claim that, you know, and there's, uh, there's people... Um, uh, you know, it's like when I, when I get blocked by an account, I call that, you know, my badge of honor and, uh, yeah, I've been blocked. Yeah. I've been blocked by a Bitcoin maximalist. So, um, <laughs> Peter McCormack, uh, I, I, the thing is I'm a mom. I tried, I'm just going to tell it like it is. And when Elon Musk tweeted last year about Dogecoin and, you know, all the Bitcoin Maxes were so upset. Why isn't he tweeting about Bitcoin? I was like, y'all just need to get a grip. He's, Elon's going to do what Elon's going to do. Bitcoin's, Bitcoin is going to continue up or down, whether we have Elon or not. You don't need him to push this market up. So I think he didn't like that tweet. Block. I'm like, okay, thank you. Ooh, I, I, I must be saying something, huh? <laughs> Wait, e- Elon, Elon did, uh, Elon didn't respond to you. Nah, <laughs> no, he didn't. I'm talking about when, when the tweet he was, when, remember when he was tweeting about Dogecoin a lot yeah, last yeah. year, annoying everybody and, um, the market, I mean, Dogecoin was actually moving up. A lot of people got their grandmas in Dogecoin because of Elon Musk. So the Bitcoin maximalist people got kind of ticked off by that. They're like, why the heck is he focusing on a meme token instead of one with fundamentals like Bitcoin? Um, so obviously, Peter McCormack being one of the biggest um, uh, Bitcoin pro maximalist people, anything against Elon's mask at that point was, um, he was like, uh, any, anything against he what he was saying to Elon, he would block you immediately. So, yeah. Was crazy. Yeah, it's uh, you know, it's, it's kind of funny how you know Twitter. I, I just people, you know, a lot, a lot of my friends aren't on Twitter. You know, my IRL friends, and uh, you know, tw- Twitter is something that I only really started really using around when the pandemic came out. Um, mm. Came out, you know, like a like a new movie, and uh, <laughs> I uh, you know, 
it, it was interesting I to describe Twitter, how, how people's brains work on there. And I would say Twitter is, you know, when you regularly, when you speak, you have a conversation, there's your thought and there's that filter before it comes out your mouth. So Twitter lives in a space before that filter. It just come, you know, whatever your first possible thought is just gets tweeted out. Exactly. <laughs> to me, it seems like that way sometimes. I got into uh, a lot of us. I think the pandemic um, ushered us even more into 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 the space with with uh, Twitter. Because I had my t- Twitter since 2015, and I wasn't using it as much. But pandemic brought all of us out. Let's talk about crypto, and we were all bullish because Bitcoin had dropped to what 3600, and we wanted to get in at those low levels. Ethereum was at three hundred dollars. I think when I got it, it was about it was actually two was it two fifty? So everybody that was bullish about how the future of crypto was gonna go came out and they got a Twitter account. And I'm telling you, it was it was everybody it, it was a good time to get into crypto um twenty twenty. Right now the space is getting convoluted with again the people who are just here. It's a wild, wild west and it's gonna take a minute before we we get out uh, the bad people, you know, we distinguish the bad from the good. And I hope the the people who are here for the long term, people who are here to build, um, are ending, are end, end up getting, um, you know, getting recognized for, for sure. the project they're building. Yeah, you know, I, I wanted, to, you, you do, you know, you do DeFi strategy, you do the consulting advertising. Um, I saw you have a newsletter, you know, props to you for, for all the time that you, that you, are you able to put into this? Because that's uh, you know, that that's fantastic. Do you do you have a team, or is, it, is this all you? It is an ebook. Um, and the thing is, I'm more so into DeFi than I am into NFTs. I am one of my friends that I was um of bought introduced me to the board ape. So was telling me about NFTs before I got in. I invested heavily into his uh DeFi project. And last year he just felt like he wasn't um focusing too much in DeFi. Obviously made enough money or a lot, I would say made a lot of money with NFTs because he bought the punks, the board apes, the mutant apes, and he just wanted to um do something else. So I over I I, I over um I, be, I began managing his project for him and then he oversaw um, it to me. So now I took over the project. It's a DeFi project and um, it's a it's one of the first crypto sports betting platforms uh, and our pools go live uh, next month in April. So between my, between NFT consulting, I'm also full-time CEO of bundlesbets.com. And yes, I do have a team behind me um, my two daughters are full time working with me on the NFT side, which is under Gentry Media, and I also have um, three other um, family members that help me uh, on both the DeFi and the NFT space. Ah, very cool, very cool. I love that you do with your family. I see uh, pictures of you here with uh, with Gary V. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was last year um, during Ad Basel. One of the founders, see how I even got to get invited. One of the founder friends that I advised for, Sarah, Sarah and Jake, uh, Jake wasn't going to make it. So they asked if I could, you know, uh, go instead of um, of Jake. And he happened to actually, uh, last minute he was able to make it. So we went as a one happy family, uh, women and weapons uh, team. And it was amazing. It was um I got to meet all the all the big wigs in the in the space. Not I mean not the big wigs, but you know, Gary V, obviously that's one person that um in the space I think is doing some good. He gets a lot of slack. I don't know why. I guess people are like he's into this for himself, V friends and all. But I think he helps other projects get recognition too. What would you say? Yeah, you know, it, it's uh, it's hard to tell, you know, with all these what their actual motivations are. Uh, he seems like a genuine guy. I would I would love to meet him. I'll be at NFT NYC. Uh, he should awesome. be there. Yeah, I'll so, be there too. Awesome. I'm going to be speaking there, so uh, you know, ho- hopefully we'll get oh. to we'll get to meet there. Oh, that's cool. So, are you based in the UK? Uh no, no. I'm 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 based in uh in the US and Israel. 
Oh yeah, you did mention that. Oh, and I want to visit Israel, by the way. So you got to tell uh, me about. Yeah, you, they'll, they'll, they'll be awesome. Yeah, I just was checking out the flights. Funny enough, my mom went in 2018 and she's been telling me about always like she's, you got to go, you got to go. So this year I'm checking and it's 19 hours from Texas. I'm like, how is it 19 hours from Texas? And when I fly to London, it's eight hours. And from London to uh, Jerusalem could only be three hours. So I'll probably take that route. But yeah, I need to get back with you um, after this so we can talk about what I need, what places I need to go what I need to see. Oh, for sure. Listen, my DMs are always open. I, I, you know, I feel like I could talk to you for hours, you know, it's, uh, we've been running here for, <laughs> for, for an hour now. And, uh, you know, we could, we, we could, we could do this all, all night. I know. Right. Yeah. Listen, it's been, it's been really incredible getting, getting to hear your story. Um, you, you have a, a fascinating, fascinating story, a great career. And, uh, you know, you're, 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 there's a lot, you know, I see a what was it bundle bundles bets is launching in 2022 here's your mobile app yeah the mobile app is launching 2022 should be quarter three right now we're focusing on just getting the pools uh live we are getting a lot people are hyped about it because we have not only soccer we're gonna add cricket we have uh nba of course nfl and and uh you know hockey as well so i'm excited i see that going to 50 million market cap when i took over the project it was barely a million market cap so wow. i'm excited about that that's amazing listen you. uh <laughs> good luck and uh you know when you when you when you hit that uh, when you become a billionaire one day you know rem remember that you know me <laughs> oh my god you know what record this oh it's getting recorded anyway i will remind you and it's gonna happen i don't know the time frame but before I leave this earth, I will be a billionaire. I believe in you. Thank you. Thank a, you. You know, that's uh, not on some, some wag me, uh, you know, wag me BS. But, uh, you know, I think that you, <laughs> I think that, you know, you have that, you have that grind for it. 100%. Oh, wow. Thank you. I mean, Moishi and Ella, you all just see the future. And I'm telling you, I'm one of those people who don't take no for an answer. So, if you say no to me, I'll find a way to, I'll come back and, and, and find, if I have to come back 200 times for, for you to say yes, somebody will say yes eventually. That's amazing. I love that. That is the attitude, 100%. Couldn't agree with you more. And um, what can I say? Um, I, I've been, yeah, really fascinated just listening to you tonight. And um, it's genuinely um, one of the best conversations I've had lately. Um, it's oh, been lovely. Wow. and. I'm so impressed by you and um, I will be watching you closely. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much, Ella. Thank you, Moshi. Thank you so much for inviting me. This has been uh, an honor to me. I appreciate that. Likewise, really appreciate you having you here. Thank you so much for tuning in. Another great episode. If you haven't already, find us on social media at UnruggablePod on all socials and subscribe to us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, or your favorite podcasting platform.